Very few things are as important to our mental health as our capacity to breathe. Breath is the shortest, most effective strategy to calm down an anxious body. It also has the power to quiet an anxious mind and to generally reset our whole system. Today I talk with Robbie Bent, the founder of Othership. This is a really cool and breathing app that pairs breath practices with music in ways that are innovative and and really help pair the timing of the inhale and exhale with this external source, sort of like a metronome. During my postdoctoral fellowship, I worked at the National Center for PTSD, the one that's associated with Boston University. And I worked with recently returned combat veterans who had PTSD and were, for a variety of reasons, at risk for family violence or violence perpetration. And so generally that group of folk, their bodies are really tightly wound. They're kind of stuck in a permanent fight flight reaction. And so one of the first most basic skills, but also a skill that we practice over and over and over and over was breath. So I'm glad to see this practice catch on and be creatively introduced through programs like Robbie's. One quick note, if you are not signed up for the Zen Founder newsletter, This might be a good time to do that. It has been dormant for a while, but we have resurrected it. And the newsletter involves an email in your inbox every couple weeks. We try to keep it short, sweet, and very helpful and effective. It's also a good way to keep tabs on some different things that my team and I are working on. A book launch, a couple's retreat, an individual retreat. You can go to zenfounder.com to sign up for the list. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. I just wanted to start by asking you how you got into breathwork, how you were introduced to that as a practice. Yeah, so I had heard about this guy, Wim Hof, and so I was going to bathhouses, and why was I going to bathhouses? Why I'm sober, and so... When I got sober, um, struggled with addiction for a long time. We can talk about that later. But when I got sober, the first thing I was like, okay, f- Friday, Saturday night, I want to go do something. What are we going to do? And my my wife now at the time was like a third date. And she's like, oh, I heard about, you know, Rhonda Patrick and Ben Greenfield. They're going to saunas and they're doing ice baths. And, you know, let's go check one out in Toronto. And so we went down to this like little back alley, like strip mall, kind of looked like like a massage parlor or something. We're like, well, what is this place? And so we went in and, you know, it was our first, like, this is a long time ago now, but our first like sauna and ice bath experience and, and did that together on our date and no phones instantly feel connected, start connecting socially. We're like, wow, this is amazing. And so that turned into every Friday, Saturday night with friends when we're traveling, you know, sometimes three, four times a week for health benefits, but also for the social connection. And through that, I was like, wow, what, why is this making me feel so good? And so I, I started doing research on cold specifically and found this guy, Wim Hof. And so I listened to a bunch of his podcasts and 
I went to his um, program where you do breath work in an ice bath in Toronto, like wait, this is way before this stuff is like cool. And people are talking about it. And so every day I would do his breath work in the morning on like a YouTube recording on Lewis Howe's show. And I legit did that like every day for a year. And then I would have friends come over and we'd listen to that recording. We'd have like a bulletproof coffee and we would do this like morning routine and then go for a walk. And so it was how I was teaching, you know, my friends who are entrepreneurs struggling with burnout, like, Hey, here's a morning thing you can do. That's going to like amp you up. And that's what I was using it for was like, instead of sometimes with coffee, but you know, it was kind of a way for me to like Like, zone in, get my focus. Exactly. Like, like bam, like get started, you know? I, I hadn't thought about the social aspect of bathhouses or a cold plunge. Like, I guess I think of that sometimes as just like the, the meditative, like get, get right with yourself kind of practice. Tell me about the social piece. Yeah. So we started it again. We're going to the bathhouse all the time was like, I want one of these at my house. Like I want to do this every day. And so me and five friends built an ice bath together and put it in our backyard. And then every night, we just started inviting friends over ice bath, fire session, you know, so people would come neighbors and and a crew community just built of about 200 people. And they would come and every day, you know, I'd be having coffee and people would be kind of out there like just using the ice bath. I'm like, well, this is cool. And so WhatsApp group forms and we start kind of taking stuff from like the psychedelic and meditation realm and wrapping the ice bath. And so at first, it was just like, yeah, it's longevity, reduces inflammation, improves the immune system, Everybody knows that, you know, athletes do it. It's like ice bath, like you said, for health. Then we start realizing like, holy shit, this is actually a, you know, meditative experience. Like, you know, you'd have an investment banker in and they've been thinking about work for the last 20 years without a break. And they'd be like, well, this is the first time I'm not thinking about my phone because neuropinephrine in the brain increases, which is responsible for mood, attention, vigilance. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening, like I almost lost my business during COVID. My partner owns a bunch of restaurants the only thing that helped him was like coming and getting in the ice bath and it would create space from really challenging emotions and stress because it, it boosts your awareness, your mood, your vigilance. It's like your body saying like, hey, I need to be aware. And so then we're like, whoa, this is a, this is like a meditative practice. This is crazy. Like this is working. And so we then built, we converted my garage into a space with the ice bath and sauna. And we're just like, oh, let's just see what happens. And you know, there's 200 people coming and you know, it's winter. So what are they going to do? So we put up a little website, you know, just <laughs> landing page, mind body integration, and it through word of mouth grows to 2000 people. Wow. And what we realized in that space is like, you know, people getting married, they're like, two people meet in the sauna, and they end up on a trip ski trip in Whistler. And then we start doing like classes. So instead of being a meditative thing, or a, or a longevity thing, we start adding breath work and making it emotional training. Mm-hmm. And so a class now is like, you go in, like legit, and in, in the garage, it was smaller scale, but but now we have a, a like a full on huge space. And so 50 person sauna, and it might be an anger release where the lights in the sauna go out in complete darkness, we're playing a gong, you bring up a, a moment of anger, you scream, you feel it, like letting go. And then you do that in community. And so it's such a cool way, like something that you would either have done at home with like calmer headspace, not many people following through with that. Or in therapy, which for my friends are like that, like $250, like there's nothing wrong with me. I'm, I'm fine. You know, that's the thing is like, I'm fine. I'm addicted to my phone. I'm stressed, but I'm fine. Right. I'm functional. I'm yeah, successful. And, I'm yeah, winning. And therapy is hard. Like you need to find someone, you need to be vulnerable. You know, it's expensive. There's just like a, there's a friction there. 
Mm-hmm. It's just wondering, like, maybe you could create something using peak experiences. So like breathing hot, cold, that was a fun way to get into your emotions. And so Othership was born. And so that's, you know, s- sort of like a combination of all these different peak experiences that shut down the thinking mind. So they're accessible to anyone. And then they allow you to, you know, start to feel your emotions, let them go. So it sounds like one of the things that you've really tapped into that I think a lot of people are really hungry for is that, well, it's it's multi-part, right? But it's the sense of being able to connect with one's emotions, to be able to give the cognitive or thinking brain a little bit of like rest and respite, and then that sense of community and, and connection with others. Yeah, it's those three things. And, and like when you combine them together, it becomes magic. And so if you think of wellness, it's like a cho- it's like a chore, you know, or it's like I'm there's something wrong with me or it's like spirits and energies and religion. And so we stripped all that away, focusing on accessibility. So one science backed all of this stuff. There's just like enormous amount of papers. We can explain to you what's happening at cellular level. These things are good for you Two, instead of focusing on like stuff that's, you know, some people believe in some don't, it's all about emotions. So emotions are universal. Everyone knows what it's like to feel guilty, to feel shameful, to feel anger, to feel gratitude, to feel compassion, to feel forgiveness. So it's making emotions accessible and the thing that ties together. And then the third is like you do it in community, you do it together. So like you're coming to a space, a lot of people come and they're, you know, okay, well, I'm going to do breath work. And then it's like their favorite set on SoundCloud. And it's like, it's like going to a concert and you're like breathing along, you're like, well, this is great. So it's really trying to make wellness like fun, accessible, science backed. And I, I want to emphasize the fun piece because I use Othership, the app, which we'll talk about more in a minute. And I've been to one of your events, um, one in New York City. And again, I, I think things like breathwork, meditation, emotional release, they get this really like earnest, like this is work. We're going to like do really important big things. And it is, but it also can be so playful. And so I think that the genius of what you all have done is really integrate a lot of music. And if it's an in-person event, there's movement, there's this sense of being able to connect with your body and with your fellow human in in a, a real and intense, but also playful way that, again, I think people are really longing for that levity in a time in the world when things feel really heavy. Yeah, I'm glad you picked up on it. And it came from like, first I was an addict and I was going to like church basements and I just didn't, I was like, oh man, I feel like I'm in this basement. I feel like I'm, I'm sketchy that I'm going to the the group, you know? And so it felt like it wasn't like inspiring. And so I, I didn't have like a space that was healthy where I went to feel healthy. And so a lot of wellness is like, I'm going to a clinic, I'm going to a doctor, which means immediately there's something wrong with me. So we were like, I wonder if we can make it like feel cool. And then as you said, like feel fun. And so instead of, Hey, this is part of my, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm busy. Like I don't, I only have so much time to like do all my work and then focus on myself. So guess what I do have time for though, is like, I'm already eating dinner and drinking. I'm going to see a movie. Like, can I make that time, that social time fun, but also healthy. And so that's why we focused on the bathhouse because it was like, Every, if you're going to go out for dinner and have a bottle of wine, like you could do this instead. Or if you're, you know, going to come to one of our breathwork concerts, it's replacing like a concert where you would go and do drugs or something like that. And so it's making your, your social time healthy. And I think that's the big key that's going to get people who are like, well, you know, I want to relax and what can you do that in a healthy way? So it's cool that you, you caught on to that because that's, that, that's what we're trying to, to do is like a lot of people have a wellness routine or a discipline, but most people don't. And so, 
if you're struggling, like I'm struggling all the time, you know, it's great. Like Friday night, let's go to the bathhouse, a bunch of friends. And then you're tired out, you feel great, you fall asleep and you're ready to go. So I think that is like getting the mainstream to focus on like meaning and emotion is, hasn't really been done before. And I think you're doing it in a way that really offers an alternative for the social norms around let's go out and have a couple drinks. And again, I'm, I'm not against that. I'm not in sobriety myself, but I did lose my brother to addiction. And so this way of really providing meaningful alternatives for folk who it's just not, honestly, it's not good for any of us, but like for folk who it's really, really dangerous for that. There's a, a thing to do on a Friday night that that isn't boring and also gets at a little bit of that non-ordinary state experience of like sort of taking you out of your day-to-day operations into something that has this lasting meaningful impact. So for folks that live in a place where there's not a bathhouse, like I, I live in Minneapolis, I don't think we have a bathhouse here. Like what are the what are the alternatives or what are the things that you would suggest to begin implementing some of the things that you have learned and the community that you've created? So I think like this idea of creating space to shift your state, everything kind of comes down to that. And so what are things that create space, right? And, and again, it's like your mind is always going. So setting the description, the tone for everyone, you wake up, got to get my coffee. Oh, what about my kids? What about these 15 things on my to-do list? Check my phone, my email, my Instagram's blowing up, Slack. Oh my God, like stimulated overstimulated, right? And so what we need in today's life is just this ability to create space. So it's letting the nervous system go up, you know, creating energy focus, allowing the nervous system to go down the rest and digest state or turning off the thoughts completely allowing our our body to come into action and to explore. And so what are ways we can do this, right? And for each person, there's no like right way. I'm not like some person like you need to do this. It's just find a way for you to create space. So one is like cold will instantly do this, as we mentioned before, it's neuroepinephrine increasing in the brain. Intense heat can do the same thing. Breathwork, which we can, we can dive into more deeply, but breathwork absolutely does this. It can allow you, your nervous system to go up, down, or explore, as I mentioned. So it's finding something in your life that's going to allow you to shift state. The other is just like going for a simple walk. You know, maybe it's listening to some music, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's artwork, maybe it's journaling. But like daily, I'm a huge proponent of, of, creating space. And so, so that's one. So it's like, okay, how do we allow people to create space? So if you're in Minneapolis, like one, you can, you know, use the app along with any app. So it's not like a sales pitch, but like find something that you're going to do. That's like exciting. That feels good. That gives you a break. If you're looking for hot or cold, like a cold shower, right? Super simple. So today after this call, like get in, start the shower, warm, wash your body when you're ready to end crank it to cold and see if you can do 30 seconds on the coldest setting. It's much easier if you really like, you know, don't go slow, but right to cold and see if you can master three breaths, five seconds in five seconds out for 30 seconds. And when you come out, you're going to have that norepinephrine boost. So that's something that's like available. I mean, it's, you know, cold in Minneapolis in the winter. So you can find a a lake plunge, which we do. I got a lake across the street. (laughs) Yeah. And so be safe, obviously, but just going in the shallow waters, like we had uh, 25 people come up from Austin two weeks ago for a retreat here. And we did a minus 10, everybody holding hands and shorts, going into the water, like feeling into it for a couple minutes coming out. So these environmental factors, um, environmental training, it's, it's available. Even if there's no bathhouse, there's likely like a sauna in your gym. Infrared saunas are available for someone's house. If they're 
you know, if they have the space, like you can get a two person one for under five grand, plug it in. It's probably not accessible to everyone, but there are options for hot, cold breathing. Well, let's talk about the one that is like easily universally accessible and that's breath and breath work and our ability to have a relationship with our own breath and body that can help to transcend state in these different ways. So like specifically when you think about breath work, what's happening in the brain and in the body that makes breath work such a powerful tool? Well, the the best way to explain it, and there's just a lot out here about, you know, you'll hear like Wim Hof and Tumo and holotropic breathing and box breath and four, seven, there's just a number of styles, but to make it very simple, if you're thinking like, what is breath work? It's the ability to turn your nervous system up. It's called the, the engage the fight or flight, or to turn your nervous system down, the rest and digest, move your nervous system into that state. And then finally, it's just to, to explore. So we call it like up, down, explore. You can think about it like a triangle. And so really breath is like a Swiss army knife. And so your breathing, which most people don't know, has a impact on your emotional state, your heart rate, your digestion, your blood flow, your circulation, your immune system. So the way you breathe impacts your entire autonomic nervous system. So that's why it's so important. Like you take 25,000 breaths a day. If you went a couple of days without food, you'd be fine. If you went like, you know, one or two days without water, if you went a few minutes without breath, you'll die. So it's like the atomic unit of life. So it impacts our entire, every system in our body absorbs oxygen through our blood. And so the breath impacts everything. So that's the first thing to understand is just like our breathing impacts everything and it controls the autonomic nervous system. Okay, great. So like, what does that mean I can can do with it? And so through different patterns of breathing, as we mentioned, we can like turn up. So why might you want to do that? You know, let's say you need to f- quickly focus. You know, let's say you're procrastinating, you're procrastinating, right? And it's 2pm and you're like, Oh, man, I don't want to have a coffee. But I also like I can't focus on this thing right now, you can find focus immediately, you can place your morning coffee to get in the zone. On the flip side, if you've been working 14 hours staring at your computer, which like I'll get in the habit of, you're breathing improperly the whole day, you're you're just jacked up and fight or flight. And you know, that feeling at 7pm, you want to go hang out with your kids or your wife. And like, all you can think about is work. It's like, I'm not even a human being, you can use like five minutes of breathing to totally shift your nervous system state. Same as before bed, you know, a lot of people struggle to sleep. It's like I lay down, I just think and I ruminate. And so you can use breathing patterns to help prepare your mind to shift into the rest and digest nervous system to, to improve sleep. And then the final one is to explore. And so if you're pushing a certain type of breath work, like 14, 15 minutes and above, you can start to slow the oxygen to the prefrontal cortex, you slow the body's the brain's ability to absorb oxygen. And what you do in that state, your mind shuts down. And as a result, your body starts to process emotions. And so we've seen people like release incredible amounts of fear, release trauma related to accidents, you know, find and feel self love and connection, find and feel their like creative energy. It's amazing. Like I had a, had a woman during COVID who, you know, when it hit, wouldn't even accept a delivery at her door. And doing a, a fear release session on our site, you know, each week, a couple times a week over a month was then able to actually like go out in public and like just be out completely changed her life. So I think when you have a challenging emotion, so like challenging emotion is what, you know, it doesn't have to be something crazy it can be like, I'm worried about my financial security. I'm worried about my children going away to school. I'm going through a challenge with my partner and I feel jealous. You know, not sure if I get respected at work. Really simple things. Everybody's feeling emotion all day. You know, if it's just like 
a bit of worry, nervousness, uncomfortableness, that stuff builds up. And so through this breathing, you can shut down the mind and, and process it. It just helps you get back to like, you know, I want to say like that childlike you, that feeling of just like excitement when I was young and, and innocent. And I found breathwork really helps to kind of process. The way that you describe that childlikeness, like that way of returning to like a simpler connection to yourself is maybe one way that I would think about that, like the distractions and the the onslaught of information that many of us are dealing with as adults does kind of inhibit our mind's creativity and of course our mind's rest. So the ability to even using that explore category to let the mind be at ease or to let the mind play because there are fewer distractions, the cognitive thinking prefrontal cortex is at ease, is a pretty powerful thing that I think a lot of people are pretty hungry for. Absolutely. I, I mean, we're just so overwhelmed. And so the, the simple mission for us is like space to shift your state. And so once you've tried the breathwork a couple of times, you know, like, okay, I'm, I'm like freaking out because I'm in traffic and I'm going to be late. Well, you know, in under five minutes, you can actually change that. You can change the way you feel. And so I think giving people agency over their nervous system. So they understand like, oh, there's scientific reasons why I feel this way. And I can change my breathing pattern quite quickly to change the way my body's feeling. It's like, you know, it's kind of mind blowing. I think it's like you try a few of these things and you're like, wow, oh, okay. That was simple. And so one of the things that I think is interesting about Othership, so Othership is the app that you and your team have created that offers a variety of breathwork practices, but they're set to music, which I find to be a really helpful way to engage breathwork. So for people who are musically inclined, there's a sense of rhythm to how you're breathing and matching your breath with the rhythm. And, and I guess even for people who are not musically inclined, some of that musical sort of part of our brain gets activated with these practices. So tell me about the use of music in particular with uh, breathwork and with the app you've created. I think, you know, so I had some background in meditation. I've done a number of Vipassana meditation retreats. I tried to teach meditation to friends for a long time. And I just found you sit down and you're immediately bringing your awareness to your thoughts. And for most people, that was really challenging because it's like, I'm so overwhelmed. I sit down and am I doing this right? Nothing's happening. Oh my God, these thoughts are like, they're awful. Make them stop. So it just, you know, the mind is kind of a wild animal. And so we realized that like focusing on the breath was something that was easy. If there's clear instructions, like we've seen, we do some like a bit of movement, like shaking in, in some and, and people are like, okay, I'm just going to follow this. I'm going to shake. If you're telling someone to tone also, which is like making vocal noises to again, shift your nervous system state, they could do that. And so it was when there was like an instruction to follow, people seem to really resonate. And then, you know, where meditation is like awareness, breathwork is shifting nervous system state changing your physiology. And so you felt it. And so we're like, wow, this is like really working. Like people are doing this with no music, just following a breathing pattern and they love it. So it's like, how can we make it more engaging, more fun, more emotion driven? And so the idea was to focus on, on music. And then, you know, where meditation is generally like nice music, calming, like people think of meditation as calm, right? So it's like birds chirping and waterfalls, we were like, let's make it fun. Let's make it exciting. And so I, we had been guiding like, you know, breathworks at Burning Man with like friends of ours that are DJs. And so 10 friends would come over and we'd be like, you know what? None of us drink. Let's put on our favorites, like breathwork tracks and we'll all take turns guiding. And so there'd be 10 of us in a room just listening to like huge bass 
trap music and someone's like one, two, like in, out. And we're like, whoa, this is so cool and fun. And so we just started offering that online to people and they just were resonating like, wow, this is cool. Like it's, it felt for a lot of people who are into fitness, but then didn't have a mental health um, component. We're like, you know, I'm really disciplined. I'm going to soul cycle or equinox or whatever it is all the time. But like, I couldn't get into meditation. This felt like a class to them. And then to others, it was just like something, you know, it's hard, it would be hard to get 10 friends to come over and do like a meditation on a Friday night. But if I'm like, yo, come over, we're going to have music pumping, it kind of felt like a dance party. So the whole idea was like wrapping things that felt like a party where the party is like connecting and fun, but it's around alcohol. And like, how could you make it still feel like that, but it's healthy. And so that's why we're using like the bathhouse, the sauna, the ice bath, the music, and the same for the breathwork and the breathwork concert. And the idea is just making it more accessible for people. And I think the music really helps with accessibility. Like, for example, I'll do one of the practices with my kids. And I think because of the music, it just feels like, oh, we're just following along, we're listening, and we're breathing when they say breathe, as opposed to trying to sit down and do a meditation with them, which, you know, many children are wonderful at meditation, might get a little squirrely, but music they can jive with, you know, they are thinking about that and absorbed in it in a way that I think is really helpful. I was just going to say, we're really excited to continue down that road. So we're starting to work with musicians now and do like these live tours. And the idea is that, you know what, to teach breath work, you don't necessarily need to be, uh, have 10 years of, you know, meditation and yoga training. Perhaps it's a new way for creators and artists to connect with their fans. And so, you know, it's actually a really deep listening experience. So when you're dancing, you're talking to people, imagine like instead you're blindfolded, you're really listening to the song and you're breathing along to it. It's a whole new way for artists to kind of give their fans uh, a new piece of art. So we're finding, focusing on music, musicians, creators to make these like little works of art that fans can then listen to in this way is something people are like really excited about. That's amazing. I, I'm curious just from a business perspective, how, how you're doing all the things. Cause you have a physical space in Toronto, you have this app. So essentially you're also a tech company and then you're hosting these events kind of around Canada and the U S and so you're an events company as well. Like, how's that working as an, as an entrepreneurial endeavor? So it's pretty insane. Um, you would, it, it sounds like chaotic and it's definitely busy, but what we found, everything has started like MVP and grown. So like the ice bath was, you know, an, an ice bath in a backyard. It then became a garage. It then became a full-time space. And so at each step of the way, we were testing demand and we never said like, hey, we're going to do all these things. We just said like, let's start with the product, have people love it, and we'll like slowly add to it. And so now three years in, you know, our space is full every night. It's It's been open for about a month and it's like, you know, covered by Toronto Star and like celebs are in there and it's like, it's f***ing rocking and it's so much fun. But it was, you know, I, I went to 70 bathhouses for research. We like, I have a team of five, two of my partners are like world leading sauna masters that have been trained in Europe. So we really like, dialed it in before launching. And so it's not like just something we created, it took a long time. And then at the same time, the breathwork was like, Oh, we're doing breathwork in the garage. It's really cool. We're having these breathwork parties. Let's just, you know, start with 10 people. And then we did a, another party, which became the concerts that you went to it was just every weekend, we were doing these for friends, for fun. And then it was like, Whoa, this is cool. Like people let's do so, you know, let's do a 30 person one at a yoga studio. And now that's grown into, we're very comfortable doing a 100 person 
concerts. And then, you know, the app was like, let's do this breath work. It's COVID. We can't do the concerts anymore. Let's do it on Zoom. And then Zoom became a course. And then people were paying, you know, we got up to a thousand users on the course. And they're like, this course sucks. I keep getting logged out. Like I want an app. And we're like, okay, well, let's do the app. And so now we have this app, these spaces and this concert tour, but they all actually work really well together. So it's, it's really crazy because you know, a lot of the facilitators on the app, we train them in the space and then they want to get extra hours. They want to have bigger reach. So then they come and create content in our studio. So all our facilities, you know, our facilitators are already there that we've met in Toronto. And then, you know, we get affiliates that want to come use the space for free and post about it. And so then they post about the app because they're coming to the space. And then, you know, we're going to go open in Austin. And so we'll do a concert tour in Austin first and we'll meet a thousand people by doing five or 10 concerts and get them all pumped up to both use the app and use the space. So it's really interesting because the concerts we can actually lose money on, but get people into the app or meet affiliates or build our community. So they're kind of like a loss leader in that way. And so when you have all three products like working together, um, there's some like really interesting flywheel effects. Yep. That makes a lot of sense from a from a business perspective. I'm sure the entrepreneurs listening will appreciate how those pieces fit together. Yes, but it's been like insane. Like it's super, I mean, I've been going for two or three years at like full steam ahead. Like yeah. really, like personally, it's been challenging uh, to keep up that pace. You know, how do you kind of practice what you preach and, and take your own medicine and use use some of these tools for your own benefit? Yeah, so I try to get one like transformational experience for seven days at least per year and so it's not a vacation it will be like you know last year i went and lived in a cave for eight days no phone completely alone in darkness like pitch black this year i recently went and did an emotional training which was a number of days where you do like 140 questions you deep dive into like your your five emotional pillars so like your self-expression your self-perception your interpersonal your decision making your stress response and then you are in a small group of 10 and you like really dive into each score why it's there what it means and you share and so every year i'm trying to take you know off my phone completely away from work and doing something meaningful that's like creating space and creating change it might be a psychedelic retreat it might be a meditation retreat and then once per quarter, I'm going into nature for a weekend with my wife and we'll, again, like no phone. So just creating space. And then I'm in my space, you know, two, three, four times a week using the, the hot and cold. And then I'm doing breath work every morning to like fire myself up. And then oftentimes with my wife, we do stretching and breath work before bed. So all of that comes down to just creating space so you can like maintain your, your sanity. And so it's just like, you know, a little bit per day if you can a weekend per quarter and then one week per year. And for me over three years, that's been enough. There's been some periods of like extreme overwhelm, but that's been enough to like provide the ability to recharge. Yeah, that's that's really close to what I recommend for entrepreneurs who are busy in terms of like taking time away, time within, time to recharge, time to fill your cup so that you can keep doing the thing that, that brings you a lot of joy and a lot of meaning. Well, this has been a really helpful conversation, Ravi. And I, I think I'm hopeful that it it will turn some folks on to some of these practices. So for people who are really curious about your work and what you're doing, um, what's the best way for them to to follow you, to connect with Othership? So my DMs are open on Twitter at RobbieBent1. I also um, tweet about what we're doing. Uh, also on LinkedIn, I'll talk about what we're doing. So we try to build in public and like we're really upfront about 
what we're up to. We have a Discord people can join. So you can DM me to join our, our Discord to follow along for like virtual breathworks and events and stuff, and then joining the space. So, you know, if you're in Toronto, you can come check out the space. And then finally is downloading the app. So you can download the app and use it. If accessibility is an issue, you can DM me and we'll grant you a free uh, annual membership. Um, we don't want anybody to not be able to afford uh, to breathe. So the question is like, why would I pay for an app when I can do it for free? My breath is free. And it's just because we've curated and created, I think the best breathwork content in the world. And so instead of like having to find random videos on YouTube, it's there for you. There's a journey and you can choose what you want, knowing the quality is amazing. And then look, if it's not accessible, then we'll, we'll give it to you for free. So that's really important to us also. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for the conversation. It's been delightful and uh, look forward to seeing how this grows and new cities you're expanding to. And I'll have to come check you out in both Toronto and Austin. Yeah, invites are open. So, you know, anytime that you want to come up, we would love to, we'd love to host you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.